0: This is Mike Burkholder with the Contra Costa News Podcast, a podcast for the people and the businesses of Contra Costa County. I'm here with Sean McCauley, a man who needs no introduction. How are you, sir?
1: <laughs> good,
0: good. Yeah? Good 2024 doing, so far?
1: Yeah. So far, so good. Yes. Yeah, up to year good. Had a little granddaughter, so.
0: Ooh, how's that Ch- going?
1: Uh, changed my life, you know?
0: Yeah. And a
1: little, little girl that I could send home now and not have to worry about it.
0: You don't got to deal with your kids?
1: <laughs> my kids are grown. They're very good. Yes, they're. All independent.
0: They're very married now too. They're
1: very married, and they uh, they take after their dad. They don't want to listen to anybody or uh, do what they're told. So
0: <laughs> they're finding their own way.
1: Yes, they're very they're very independent.
0: So. And so, um, you know, we got a lot to cover, so I don't want to waste time with the introductions. Uh, quick bio: who you are, what you've done, obviously a lot. Entrepreneur, <laughs> social media influencer. Oh, yeah. Mr. Uh, positivity. Oh, I'm
1: an influencer. I didn't I didn't know that. I,
0: okay. You got an Instagram. <laughs>
1: I do. Yeah, my daughter runs it. She's awesome at that. <laughs> um yeah, I just uh you know, I'm a I'm a real estate rede redevelop, redeveloper, I guess. And I,
0: you build stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm not a developer, but I would say a redeveloper. Um but yeah, I mean um, love love the cities out here, love Far East County, grew up in Brentwood, um, love Antioch, love Pittsburgh, love Brentwood, Oakley. Um, you know, just, uh, a family man out here working
0: olives, wine, yeah, we're country store. Yeah,
1: we, yeah, we're, my brother and I are big farmers out here. We love the farming industry, although we branched off into other businesses, um, uh, because farming wasn't so great in the eighties. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh. We always kind of resort back to our farming heritage, and we just love doing it, whether we make money or not. Doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: what What is it about farming? Because I know, like a lot of people, once they do, you know, get successful in their profession, they actually it's, whether it's a big garden or farming. Like you had the guy that just did the alala berry or whatever that berry thing is. Yeah, mulberries.
1: Mulberries. You good. know,
0: successful guy. Well, I'm gonna go open a mulberry farm. What is it about farming that just attracts people?
1: I mean, for me, for myself and my brother, I think it was, we grew up doing that. So we just knew that that was a lifestyle that once you go out into the corporate world and you do things in you know, the business world, uh, for my brother and I, I think we just said, hey, man, we grew up like this and this is what we like to do. Ultimately, I, I look at it as a lifestyle, not a job. And yeah. so I think that's why a lot of people like it. It's not necessarily you go to work every day, truly. You know how people say that, but when you're farming and you're out um, in the open ground like that, and you have the opportunity to do that. It's um, by far the best life you could ever live. I mean, it's it's a very simple life. You don't have to you know worry about too much stuff. Just watch um, the weather. Trees don't talk back to you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although you know, one of the, my worst experiences ever was in an olive oil, an olive field.
1: You picked an olive. I and picked ate an it. olive and ate oh, it. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I shouldn't say I ate it. I tasted it. We should have got that on video. Worst. You think lemons are bad, everybody? Ooh. Yeah. Try an olive. Let me know how that goes. Um, All right. Before we get into this 2024 prediction, I want a Super Bowl prediction right now.
1: The Niners.
0: Bang bang.
1: <laughs> they're gonna have a tough time. I'm sure they're gonna you know, be be in it with Baltimore, and I think they're gonna have a tough time. I
0: think Houston's gonna beat Baltimore. You think so? Yeah. Let's see. I think so. It'll be yeah. the Bills and Niners.
1: Either way, I think it's great when uh, the Niners or even the Raiders when they were here. It's never great when the Raiders uh, win. <laughs> I, I think it's great when any kind of uh, Bay Area team goes to um, the championships. You know, I thought
0: you were going to say when any Bay Area team goes to Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> you know, whether it's a Warriors or Kings, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily a Kings <laughs> fan, but I'm like, hey, if they, the, if they go to the playoffs and the championships, I mean, it's, I'm happy for them. You know, I mean, everybody hates the Raiders or hates the Niners. I'm kind of. I'm uh, happy either way.
0: All right. Sticking with the 2024 theme, what is your 2024 20, motto? And then we'll get into all the Brentwood, uh, Antioch, uh, Pittsburgh stuff. But I want to know, because the world has gone completely crazy. People are nuts. People are lying. People are doing a lot of the got to get your support behind you. But what is your motto?
1: I think for myself and Myself and my partners, I think it's just get it done. You know, we've had a lot of projects over the last five years that we've been trying to uh, get to the finish line. Um, and for us, uh, we have worked hard, you know, since literally 2008 when the first crisis hit. And uh, we've been going hard ever since. And that's, that's a long track. Um, and for us, we want to finish up a couple of little large projects and then not chill out, but... Uh, you know, we just want to farm. Yeah. <laughs> farm, <exactly. laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it easy by any means, but, um, you know, we don't have to go quite as hard as we, we have been, but I enjoy life a little bit. Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm sticking with the, no more excuses. I think we've become a world of excuses. Uh, I think six place trophies has played a lot into that. It's excuse for everything of why something didn't happen. Just stop worrying about who's in office. Focus on yourself. Don't let other people impact you. Stop, thinking about it and just go do it
1: hundred percent it's a virus you know
0: so yeah. you know, speaking of the election uh i'm actually generally curious how everybody wants to be your friend in an election year <laughs> and whether it's support financial i mean how in the hell do you approach an election year and dealing with all these knuckleheads
1: yeah that's a great question i mean it's not uh it's not easy um I will say this though: it's not hard being doing what I do because I don't know if everybody really understands the difference between. Let's just take developers for instance, right? A lot of the candidates want to stay away from developers. Um, a lot of citizens don't like developers, but developers and develop the development industry is. I closely associate it <laughs> with the way. The car industry is like you don't take your car to get painted to the transmission guy you take it to a transmission shop you you know to get your transmission done you don't go to a body shop and get your transmission fixed and developments exactly like that I'm a redeveloper I don't buy a plot of land and plan 300 homes on it and uh, go sell it off to Shea and Pulte that's not me I'm a Myself and my team were redevelopers, so we take infill, we take uh, d- uh, distressed properties, we take distressed commercial properties. So um, we started off doing residential back in the day, back in the '90s, early '90s, and then it kind of maturated into, you know, commercial large commercial buildings and rehabilitation of large commercial buildings and redevelopment of um, distressed commercial properties. Uh, during the 2008 crisis, you know it was our heyday, we, I was just buying stuff like crazy downtown Brentwood when it was, you know, basically vacant. And, uh, there
0: was nobody down there. Nobody down
1: there redeveloping that and putting guys like Zephyrs in there, Randy and Lynn, um, Crown and Crow, which, was you know, before was another operator. But, you know, and 311. I mean, we, we basically turned these districts into social districts and from business districts, right? And so um, back in that era, I mean, we were redevelopers, but a lot of times – Back, back to your question, candidates associate me with development, right? And so... A I'm lot a, of
0: people in the community, too.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, bizarre. And I'm a redeveloper, so everybody likes me. You make me. shit better. Yeah, I mean, they should like <laughs> me. They should want me in their town. They, they should want 10 of me doing what I do in these cities. But, you know, a lot of... Believe it or not, a lot of candidates that run for office don't understand that simple concept. There's two... The dichotomy between the two developers is so different that it's it's important for them to understand that redevelopment folks, um, they basically make neighborhoods, they make uh, downtown districts, they make all these places better.
0: Well, they make Um, it, they could make a a downtown community a destination. They could take distressed neighborhoods and actually increase mm -hmm. property values. They could clean up, what is that, the broken window syndrome that... You know, some people Mm -hmm. like to always say about Antioch, but to me, I I just think you're right. You need 10 of them, if not more. Yeah. And cities need to get out of the way, but these candidates can't on one end campaign, say one thing, get elected, do another. And I mean, I just, I don't know how you even, I mean, is it like a feeling of who you get behind or is it financially who you get behind?
1: I support people who support my projects. Um, Like, for instance, the Deer Ridge project, right? It's been a hassle uh, trying to get that through. Um, But there's literally 2,000 people that live in these neighborhoods and about 900 homes that, you know, by getting this project off the ground will increase their property value substantially. Just by getting that project down and done and finished, it increases everybody's value. And that's what guys like me do is we come in and we try and make a neighborhood or a downtown district or even a small neighborhood with a house flip type of thing, um, better, you know, and a lot of, a lot of house flippers have a bad name and I get it. Some of them are, um, you know, less than quality, but you know, in general, you know, redevelopment people like myself make everything better. And, um, the more candidates that understand that, I think um, the easier it would be for us to get things done.
0: So Uh, what's the one thing you want the candidates that approach you to understand?
1: I mean, I I think, I mean, can I go in a different direction on that? I think if you're going to be in office, I think you need to take a class in government. (laughs) <laughs> before you get elected or at, before you even hold the seat you should take a class you know because they need to understand how things work because the ramp-up period of getting a brand new person on city council or planning or whatever up to speed is a year and if we could shorten that at best time, at best yeah and if we could shorten that time period up is better and i think they need to take or know how business runs in general have some a certain level of business acumen so that they could go into these decisions better. Right. Because I don't care what anybody says. Running a city is running a business. You're running a large business with a lot of different personalities, a lot of different people. There's no difference between running a city and running a large company. It's basically the same thing. And if you don't believe me, then do the, do the, you know, you know, do the due diligence on it because it's it's legitimately you're running a large budget and a lot of money. Uh, a lot of resources and a lot of people. And if you don't have a level of business acumen that supports that, um, it's really hard to make good decisions and sound decisions to make things happen. For instance, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about specifically. Like for me, I feel like if you're going to offer the head of community development and the head of planning a job for $220,000 a year in a city, um, I think their salary should be $120,000 a year and they should be bonused $100,000 on getting projects through that are quality in a timely, fast manner. Yeah, And if they want to make more than $220,000 a year, then they get more quality projects through the system. And that's the way business works. And if you want to stimulate you know, the city's redevelopment and uh, the city's um, economy, you have to incentivize your people that work for you. And right now my majority and that would
0: be up to the council to decide the bonus or would it be the city manager i mean i don't know how that how that would actually work in government because they always want to just give us our automatic pay raise
1: well when you have okay here's a couple things right when you have city staff that don't don't that do not live in the city that they work for i think it's a bad thing it's terrible and the other thing is if they're not incentivized to get projects through then i think that really frustrates folks like us out there there is not one person that i know that that is in my industry that loves going through the process that any city puts them through. I, th- I think the best city that, it, that is that you're able to work with right now as a dev- redevelopment or even a developer is the city of Pittsburgh. Um, they understand it, they get it, they're business minded. They sit down with you. Um, they welcome you in to say, Hey, well, how can we help you? You know, a lot of other cities are like, well, why are you here? And <laughs> it's totally, we got to work it,
0: and push paper.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to bag on these cities because, man, my life could get miserable here if I'm not careful, but, I mean... Um,
0: I'll go back to the Antioch City Council because you, you say economic development, right? You hire a guy and you don't give him a staff. I mean, how incompetent is that?
1: In Antioch specifically, I think, in order for us to get back to where we were, we need to have sophisticated staff members, staff um, and they want to work for that city, and they they want to have good leadership. Uh, I think that's the fundamental problem right now, which I think a lot of people are trying to work on. Um, you know that, and the same thing goes for that for that city. I think they're doing the best they can right now with what they have. Um,
0: All right. Well, let's get into Antioch. Um, the big thing you said last year, to me at least, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about the projects first. License plate readers downtown, you had enough. You basically made the statement. I'm putting in my own damn license plate readers because I'm tired of the crime. I'm tired of the sideshows. Is that still a reality?
1: It is. So we could only do it on properties that I own um, that are next to parking lots. So that actually was only two. Okay. Um, And so... uh, But can you shoot
0: over the license plate readers into, like...
1: Yeah, so we could, we, you know, if, because we don't own the public parking lots, we couldn't put them in the beginning of the, yeah, you know, but the city, I believe, is going to do a second round after the security piece that we got, uh, that, you know, Lamar and the group got approved down there, um, which was a good thing for um, private security. I think the next phase probably would be um, if it doesn't help any getting license plate readers in the parking lots, if a lot of crimes still taking place. I do think the security is going to be, a, you know, a huge benefit. Um, just having people down there and have a direct contact with uh, the police department there is going to help. And I personally know Spearhead. They're a good group that we've used them before in the past. I think the city's used them. Um, and he's actually helping with license plate readers on our properties. And so he's he's invested down there, so to speak. Um, is there a
0: timeline on when the license plate readers may come?
1: It is, they're, they're being done right now. Yeah, on my properties anyway, but for the city, I'm not sure. I mean, I think, you know, in election years, it's weird, Mike. You know, things I mean, get done. <laughs> not, nothing really gets done sometimes because of the political piece of it, which is another issue. But we won't get into it. Hey,
0: well, that, now they're having for the every two year cycle, they're having the BD lumberyard discussion again. That's up. They just forget about it for two years in an election year. Oh, let's have a public discussion. I haven't heard the BD. I just posted it this morning. Oh, did you? Okay.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I mean, election years are just kind of funky. They're they're mostly posturing it, and I get I get it. You know, they need to they need to posture. Yeah. I
0: I think the security is a good a good idea. I think they need it. Um, it's going to help. I just wish they had done an armed contract, and I wish that the hours would have switched a little bit and go later into the night, mm-hmm. um, because you are going to have a time change and it's going to be lighter later. So they need to kind of tweak that. Maybe they could do that in the MOU. Um, I would have liked two roaming guards. I mean, hell, they have all those salary savings. Why not have two? You have one guy on each end. Um, and then I know you have a, a, a cannabis dispensary coming in. That should have some security in, on additional eyes and ears. So I think it kind of changes the whole downtown a little bit.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think and a people couple- forget that part. I, th- I think a couple of council members had mentioned the things that you did, and I think that was smart. I think uh, if they could add to that, uh, um, if they could add to that RFQ, and um, kind of put in maybe more um, body count uh, or, or even armed guards, I think they were very open to that. So we appreciate that, you know, that extra effort rather than going the opposite way by by city council. There, I think it was Lori and Tamisha that did that, but um, I believe I believe that when the cannabis Dispensary goes in. I mean, I've I was I, I've been anti-cannabis for a while. And, um, you know, when I finally investigated the industry, myself and my staff, it was like, wow, you know, these people are... 44% of the people that buy cannabis in Antioch are from Brentwood. Soccer moms in minivans. Oh. Yeah. Medical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And uh, they're not, you know, they're not the normal customer that people think. Uh, they're very, I stood in line when, when I didn't believe this. I stood in line with my stats. I go, 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 go to this one dispensary we Won't mention her name and check out the, the clientele. And you go, you, you see a guy in a suit, literally, you know, a little.
0: People you would never expect. Never
1: expect. I mean, they're very good people and they just, I don't know, they like their gummies or maybe it's a medical thing. I don't know, but.
0: It's a very stressful lifetime right now
1: and you know it's funny the, the, during the 08, 08 downturn and even the covid piece right i'm sure they were really busy um but i think when pe- things get stressed i think people drink alcohol and probably now they they pop gummies or something see
0: i i wish Brentwood would actually open up cannabis in Slattin, in the Slattin, or uh, what is it the PA1 area <laughs> i mean dude you you would get so much revenue Back into Brentwood, Oakley, Discovery Bay, versus all those people going to downtown Antioch or some of the other shops. Yeah, Brentwood would actually have a lot of extra revenue.
1: Yeah, I mean a credit to Kwame and and uh, Lamar for doing that. You know, they well they
0: did what they had to do.
1: They um. They were the first to the punch, you know. I mean, and then, and then, and, and, and like I said, we are bringing a dispensary to the downtown district, and uh, we're bringing one armed security guard twenty four hours a day, and two during the daytime. So oh, wow. it's it's going to really help the whole downtown. So why is
0: the building boarded up then? That's driving me nuts.
1: <laughs> Bureau, uh, yeah. Oh, you
0: said bureaucracy. Come on.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a bureaucracy we're we are having to deal with, and it kind of goes back to getting a project done in a timely manner and working with these redevelopers, you know, and um, there's no different there.
0: Was um, there any like historical thing you're working on or is it just, they want things a certain way and they're not budging or what, what's, I mean, cause it, to me, it's like done, you know, you, you have the outside, you have the windows, you get the inside, you're done. Shouldn't take that long.
1: We're, we're 90% done with that one. It's oh, just okay. um, when, when there was a switch and, there was a couple of things on on the operator's behalf that he wanted that gave a hiccup to the project, and then of course, you know, city staff um, with this changing uh, of folks in there just kind of also stalled it a little bit. But we're close to getting it done. I think we're going to get finished this week, so it'll be it'll be a. I we think not we we don't think we've done our analysis with the operator that we have going in there, and that's going to bring. 250 to 300 people to downtown Antioch a day.
0: Karina better get her tacos ready. A
1: day. She better go
0: sell, <laughs> sell some brownies too. Because, we're talking about Guadalajara.
1: Yeah. They were um, going to be a lot of people down there. And I think we will cannibalize from some folks on in other areas, been bringing them down to the downtown, which we're trying to turn into that social district. We'll really kind of catapult, we feel, the traction downtown with just foot traffic. Now, do
0: you guys have to do any of those, like, outdoor barriers so that people don't just drive into the building and then just steal stuff?
1: Yeah, so fortunately that that actual building had a couple of barriers in the front, so we we chose that one on purpose, uh, and it was close to public parking. Uh, So we wanted people, to believe it or not, to park in public parking and then walk in the downtown district and then walk to the dispensary. So it was strategically placed out of the buildings that we own down there to have, um, you know, patrons walk uh, the downtown in order to get there. And mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's been a well thought out process to try and get that uh, through. It's been a three year project with city staff and, and it's finally going to come to fruition. I think
0: what's uh, any update on Smith's landing. Cause they, they just seem to be crushing it.
1: They are. I mean, I don't know if everybody knows, but <laughs> Mon- Monica's too, you know, I mean, they're doing crazy business. They're very busy. Um, she's more
0: focused which and i'm talking about monica because it's more focused it seems like it's better already
1: she, yeah she you know not that it wasn't great before but. i'm gonna tell you she's a great operator and she got overwhelmed and um in every operator when they in their first year to a business they have to adjust things whether it's the hours of operation or staff, et cetera. And, um, you know, Monica is awesome. You know, she's been a great asset to the downtown. I don't know if you remember this or not, Mike, but when we were down there working on that building, Ron, my partner and I down downtown Antioch, we were there literally at two thirty in the morning because low tide was in, and we were trying to work underneath the building. And, um, I remember working those nights with Ron because, hey, we're not going to make our guys work here and not us down here, you know? <laughs> and I, I looked at Ron and said, hey, do you think people are going to come down here at seven, eight, nine o'clock in the morning on a Monday or a Tuesday and eat breakfast? I just don't see it. There's just no way. Oh, they would. Well, we, we, you know, for us, we're like, we're doing all this work and we're like, man, I hope this works. And now, I don't know if you've been down there, but it's packed.
0: It's packed every morning. Every morning. And people need good breakfast. They do. There's not a lot, believe it or not, There's not a lot, lot
1: of options. And I mean, she has, I mean, an unbelievable menu. Yeah. I mean, she's just good for downtown. She's a great ambassador for new businesses too. You know, uh, Lynn and Randy that Smith's, they have one of the largest restaurants, not just in East County, but probably the Bay area. It's 13,000 square foot um, waterfront restaurant and um, very powerful for Antioch. Um, they're, they're very professional. They've been in business for, what, now six or seven they're years? They're very nice people, too. Very nice people. They understand what they're doing. They know how to execute. And uh, I just want to say that I remember when I first bought that building from the city. It, w- it was Humphrey's before that, of course. Everybody knows that. And I got just a lashing for buying that place. It'll never... You know what I mean? Well, I loved it. I thought yeah, it was amazing.
0: It, I'm like, people don't see the vision. And... And I don't remember if people ever went in there when it was completely empty. Mm-hmm. And you forget how big it is.
1: It's big. Yeah. And and,
0: and you guys are full.
1: Totally. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know, Lynn's a very good banquet person. They do tons of banquets there. And I mean, I think it's just been a great asset to have redeveloped in the city of Antioch as well as Riverview. You know, what happens if that restaurant wasn't redeveloped? Right. I mean, um, again, you know, kind of digressing back to our first conversation on this is redevelopers are so important to communities. I can't express how different they are than developers. Not that developers are bad, but they just do a totally different thing than we do um, as for the, for the communities, you know? Um,
0: Yeah. And I, and I see where you're, you're going with that, but then I also go back to the argument of so many businesses are leaving Antioch. um, Some of it out of their control. They can't control national change going under, But they've created an environment to me where it's very hard to do business in Antioch between the crime, the blight, the homelessness. Um, Now you have this whole receivership slash uh, eminent domain threats. I mean, how do you navigate that?
1: Um, Taking the eminent domain and the landlord piece. I mean, I'm I'm a large landlord everybody knows that i I, I mean it might be contradictory to what people think I would say but I'm glad they did that. I'm glad Lamar's coming after them you know I mean they're the problem uh, they're the problem you know um the landlords the landlords are you know, they don't they don't live in our cities they don't live in Far East County they don't care um I, I think that um, there are some landlords that are very good don't get me wrong um, but the ones that aren't taking care of their buildings or don't care or their generational wealth that's been passed down and they basically let the buildings sit because they don't um, need it or they don't need the income um, I think they need to be called to the table you know and um, the building do you
0: think but do you think it's hypocritical though that you turn down a $100 million redevelopment project. I knew
1: you were going there. I
0: know. I have to ask <laughs> it. But you turned down a $100 million redevelopment project at Summersville and Buchanan only to have your press conference in front of that building and say, we're coming after yeah. you. Yeah, and you know what? It's and hypocritical.
1: I, and I think that the...
0: <clears throat> but they
1: I, have to do something. I think it's important for... Hey, look, man. I mean, Gabe's a g- relatively good guy. I think they need to go back to him and say, hey, Gabe, we want this project back on the table. I, I mean... Antioch's not too big that they can't go back and say, um,
0: just get it done. We we want my motto. Yeah. Maybe they want certain, (laughs) they want certain
1: conditions made or whatever. And I understand um, that (coughs) he's not a popular landlord. I understand why they did it. And I understand why Gabe didn't come back. And I mean, you know, it's all about a relationship there and everybody has to put that as, here's the good thing about business people, Mike, the bottom line is business people don't care about necessarily their feelings. They care about getting a job done. Sure. Um, I don't have to like Donald Trump, but I just need to know that he's going to be a good president. I don't have to like Joe Biden. I just need to know that he's going to do a good job. Right? I mean, and so that's the way I look at politics. Hey, I don't need to go sing Kumbaya with all these people, but they need to just make sure they put things to aside and get, get a job done as they have.
0: <clears throat> all right. Well, let's talk about a job that got done that you did in Antioch, which is that business park. And you had mentioned, I think... Over 200 jobs have been created at that place.
1: About, about about 200. Old Long's building. Yeah, yeah. So about about uh two over 200. Yeah. So that was a great project. For instance, that was a redevelopment project. I mean, I got to say this, Mike. I mean, I, I I bought that building. My partners and I bought that building for three, four, four million bucks or something like that. We bought it for four million cash because nobody loaned on that thing, right? So sure. we had to come out with our own money, own pocket cash money buy these things, and then we have to go and spend another $5 million redoing it.
0: Damn, $9 million. So tell
1: me, tell me who's going to do that.
0: Who? Not, not me.
1: Yeah, and so <laughs> I feel like city staff, council, planning everybody, should understand that. I mean, redevelopers, they are risk takers. They are people that get things done and they take risks. And not too many people have the balls to do that kind of stuff and you have to invite those people to your city. Yeah. And and you if you want to see stuff get done quickly, you get 10 of you know, my group in here doing what we're doing and you'll really see fundamental change, you know. And it's all about the support you get from council and staff when you go into an endeavor like that cuz I'll be I'll be very frank with you. Okay? I mean, we bought that building but we're sitting here crossing our fingers going, can we pull this off? No doubt. It's not like, Hey, it's a no brainer. We're fearless. You know, if we're fearless then we got problems, you know, we fear it.
0: Well, nobody wants to take a $9 million hit.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, and I think, um, and, and I got to preface that with it's all cash. Yeah. You know, no one gives you a <laughs> loan on that stuff. <laughs> banks right now, they don't even want to loan on a car, you know? And so it's, it's a super big risk, you know, for people. And, um, I just first of all, I love my partners because they 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 keep me sane. Uh, I was a, I was a lone ranger for many many years, and I decided to team up with some guys, and um, it's really helped me do more more with more time with less time.
0: So I want to touch on that. How did you how did you guys formulate this team, and and what were you looking for in partners? Because. I think that's important because I'm lone wolfing it for like the last 10 years with this. How did you find these guys and how did you guys come up with your vision?
1: So my my, my brother, my brother, Ron, Ron Harrison, see, he, when did, we, we, we did business together for years, you know, he did my plumbing and all my buildings and everything. And when, when back in the day, what really impressed me about him was uh, he said, no, nah, I'm not going to charge you for this, like a hundred thousand dollar plumbing bill. You know I mean? He's, he's a plumber, right? Your so new that, best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, nah, I'm not going to charge you for that. He goes, Hey, the next deal you have, I just want to be in on it. And I said, man, this guy, okay. And so that's how we started off a relationship. It's, you know, we both gave to each other. And um, since then, I think we, we've gotten 17 or 18 buildings together. And, I mean, uh, he's just a great, good asset to have on our team. And, you know, him and his team um, and mine, we're able just to get a lot done, you know. I mean, it's been it's been wonderful um, working with people that could, you know, move the needle
0: but explain like for people that don't understand is like you and Ron are in a room, you see a building, like what goes on in your guys' heads?
1: <laughs> so I'm the, I'm the, I'm the kind of the underwriter of the deals and kind of the string puller of everything. Um, I have a great staff that underwrites the, basically Ron and I kind of bring the meat back to the office and then the, they butcher it up type of thing, you know, and they dissect it and they give us and um, Ron, Ron, is mostly the executor out in the field for me. Um, you know, we have a permanent staff that does permitting and plans. We have our own architect on staff, Claire. And um, you know, she does she has her own business, but she mostly does our stuff. And so we just have this great team of people that could execute quickly. Um so how many
0: times a day are you told you're crazy?
1: Multiple. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but you got the vision.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, whatever.
0: All right. Well, on, on the final note on Antioch before we get into Brentwood is that, believe it or not, as hard as I am on Antioch, you know, and whoever's in office, I don't really care. It is what it is. News is the news. I still think it has the most potential of any city in Contra Costa County if people would just get a vision, cut the crap in terms of politics, get down to work, work with redevelopers, Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, there's so much potential. So, and to, I'm not even talking to the downtown, just
1: the whole city. The whole city, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's what people don't understand about Antioch is that they have more resources and more, more uh, natural resources than any other city around here. Or maybe Pittsburgh was close second. And I think that uh, Brentwood's done a good job just because they have the agricultural piece. But, I mean, Brent, Antioch itself, I mean, I just love to preach this because, honestly, there's no understanding of what the resources really are in Antioch. And, and Oakley, even with the bass fishing, with the waterfront, with the p- parks and regional parks that Antioch has, there's just tons of resources. I mean, Antioch could be such a gem. And it is, you know. I mean, for the most part, not all of it is is what it's cracked up to be in the papers and the and the media. But Antioch can oh, 100%. Okay, I'm going to tell you, everybody this, is that when I was a kid in the 80s, um, do you know the place to be in the 80s? Was well, Antioch. Was Antioch. Antioch was like the Walnut Creek. Brentwood was like Knights in is today back yeah. then. Do you get it? Yep. We were a bunch of we were a bunch of farmers and ranchers and hillbillies. Sure. Antioch was like the Walnut Creek of
0: But people don't understand that counties. because of all the development that came later and they don't have that history and the knowledge. Yeah,
1: you know Aaron Meadows told me it. I asked Aaron one time cuz we grew up together. We played football together. I mean, he's he's a good friend of mine, dear friend. And
0: who would win in arm wrestling?
1: I think he take me, man. what yeah, he? he's a big boy. Yeah, he's yeah. Aaron Aaron was always better at me than everything. Joe <laughs> 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 Corvette had all the chicks. I mean everything. So but yeah, he he uh he told me one thing a while ago and that is Antioch became complacent, you know. They said, Hey, we're the, we're always gonna be this way. We're always gonna be on top. Huh. We're always gonna be this, you know, you're always gonna look to us for business. You're always gonna look for us for this, you know, and they got they let their guard down and he's totally right. I guess man, the guy's right.
0: You know I never he, thought about it that way.
1: That's what happened. If, if you grew up out here like we did, I mean, he has the uh, overview, the macro look at everything, you know, cuz he's, you know, he was the mayor of, you know, he's he's in the political arena now and I think he's done a lot of thoughtful thinking about when we were kids and and I just don't want to see Brentwood turn into that. Like, hey, we're too good for everybody. I could
0: see that because of some of the jokers on social media that just no growth, no growth, no growth. Don't do anything. No. Stay in nineteen
1: fifty.
0: Mm-hmm. I I just see it, and it's like you can't do that,
1: right? And and so you know that that's what happened with Antioch. Antioch does Antioch can and was, and can be you know that back again. And the pendulum swings. You know, what I mean, and um, so
0: well, that was the thing with Pittsburgh too. It was like you don't want to go to Pittsburgh.
1: Pittsburgh when we were kids it was, was It was rough. Yeah, I mean, um, even when I was in
0: high school, it was mm-hmm. rough. Screw that, I ain't going there.
1: And. And things have changed.
0: Um, yeah. Moving on to Brentwood. Million dollar part. Or million dollar question. that Everybody wants to know. Delta Cinemas. What the hell, man? <laughs> Come on.
1: I, mean, I mentioned that. When did you start that? I mentioned that we're bureaucracy again. Yeah. I, 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 we started this project four years ago. I Four think, years for I a freaking theater. A, yeah. Put yeah. a projector
0: on a screen. It's crazy. I'm sure man. it's more than that.
1: Crazy, yeah, probably. But <laughs> we're close <laughs> now um yeah i mean it's going to be a very very big and it's going to be an essential asset for downtown brentwood i mean when we entered into brentwood um back in you know 2009 10 11 12 and we're doing things down there buying up the properties um i i knew that the delta Cinemas or delta theater was was the anchor and um, I didn't know how hard the theater business was, though. It's a tough business, you know. You don't make any money doing that business. You just it's a, it's more of a passion. Well,
0: doesn't all the money go to like the 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 movie itself? Yeah, like it's yeah. weird. It,
1: it took so long that we lost our operator there. That was one of the stalls, right? So it took so long to get this thing off the ground. Uh, the operator left, and so we we said, hey, you know what? We ne- we can't just turn this into, you know, something else. We got to leave it to theater. So our staff. You know, Ron and I said, "Hey, let's just do this theater ourselves." You know, we'll get there. We'll hire an operator, um, which we found he's a great guy, and um, we said we're gonna we're gonna hold his hand through that the business level uh, level of it and um, make it happen. And so, you know, for you know, it was an eye opener for us. It's like Hollywood gets sixty or seventy percent of every ticket.
0: Just off the top. <laughs> they don't, so you, you guys are working on the 30%, and then you yeah, divide they, that up
1: or 20 oh Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, if you, if you get a big movie like Top Gun in there, I, I think they take like 80%. Because I, I
0: remember movie. the last movie I saw in there was that um Restore the Delta flick that they put out, what, 10 years ago or something? Mm-hmm. And it it was a just a nice old theater, I mean, it wasn't anything special,
1: yeah.
0: So what what's changed inside that no one's seen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be great. I mean, we our strategy there was to have the old town vibe, which we did. We brought back that front, like when I was when I was younger, we had that front foyer area. Uh, we took out that that uh, glass front that was put in in the nineties. We're restoring it back to the way it was. I mean, Lil Pierce is helping me a little bit and understand what it looked like, and then we're putting installing, you know, a, a modern modern conveniences let's say so we're going to have beer wine food Um, we're going to have reclining seats uh, reservations online so that you don't have to go search for a seat and not sit next to your family i,
0: so, I actually like that when they have the reservations
1: yeah you know you have we we, we we said to ourselves we have to install some of the technology just because some of the things that were a headache when you went to a theater a small theater like that we wanted to get those out of the way and so when you could reserve seats for your family and all sit together and not worry about it yeah. I, mean, th- th- so
0: I think the real eye opener was when you guys turn on the lights for the first time yeah, yeah like, whoa
1: hey man those lights are such a Pain to to work on. We're still doing today. How much does
0: one of those light bulbs cost?
1: Well, the the <laughs> the, the neon itself, you know, is has been a challenge, and you know everything in that theater. Okay, but like, a, what's it, a single light bulb?
0: Because
1: I don't. I think I talked to Ron about that. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> I text just, him real quick. I just pay the bills, and he yeah he spends the money.
0: I mean, it can't be cheap.
1: No, nothing's cheap there, and um, everything's 120 years old. Uh, so it's been you know, and the bathrooms were terrible. I remember going to the bathroom in there and. You know, peeking around a corner and talking to somebody, and so I, I we said, hey, these bathrooms got to go, and so we made a fundamental change to take out that candy shop area and put the bathrooms and expand um, into that area for the theater. But as
0: far as like bureaucracy goes, like what's the holdup? Because it, to me, it's like it's a movie theater. This isn't complicated.
1: I believe, like what I said before, I I, I would love to have city officials that live here, planning commissioners, planning people, or planning a city. No, employees. I don't know if you, everybody knows a hierarchy, but planning and council are in charge of the city manager, the city manager in charge of city staff. Yep. That's the hierarchy. You know I mean? So everybody doesn't know that it's important to know that the city manager is the only one that answers with, along with the city attorney to the council. Yep. Um, the council appoints planning commission and, you know, they basically dictate high level things yep. and then city staff executes, um, you know, policy procedure. Right. And so, um, I think it's beneficial to have people that are on department head in departments in the city that live in the city and they see that they care when they can't put the effort into getting and working with a redeveloper like myself to get this off the ground and to have, you know, that building sit for that long with um, some of the red tape that we have to go through, which is absolutely ridiculous kind of stuff. Um, that I think they would benefit, greatly from working a lot closer with people like me and, and Ron. You know and that was,
0: you know, not to change it away from you, but that was the problem that Brentwood was headed towards with some of that outdoor dining with those people that installed the bars, the outdoor bars, mm-hmm. and wanting to take some of that down. Like, dude, you guys a que- are nuts. I have, I have a
1: question for you. All the outdoor stuff that COVID forced, uh, all, th- all the awnings and everything, um, we were not able to do that, I'm not allowed, just, you know, almost get thrown in jail for doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Now we have it because of COVID, and it was like an emergency situation, and we did it. What what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, is there?
0: (laughs) Hell, I wish Brentwood had more outdoor (laughs) dining restaurants with outdoor seating.
1: Didn't it make the outdoor experience better? And hasn't it made it better? It works going forward, totally.
0: In a community like Brentwood, Walnut Creek, Concord, Pleasant Hill, Martinez, that's
1: the kind of stuff that guys like me fight for. Yeah, and have to literally come up with an army of people that do nothing but work against it.
0: Like some of those out, like, and I'm going to throw Joey into this uh, from uh, Brentwood craft insider. It would be so awesome if he was actually across the street in that open lot where they could redevelop that. I guess it's a tune up place or something right there. Mm -hmm. Turn that into like a cool little bar place and you got a whole outdoor seating area for everyone to just hang out.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: Kind of like next door to the lounge, actually, that other uh, building.
1: Yeah, the other building. Yeah. So projects like that, I mean, um, I think it had, you know, like Amy downtown and the downtown coalition and the city staff really have to look closely at, you know, the plan for downtown and what they want and don't want. Because I think if there's alignment within economic development planning and the downtown coalition and what they want to see, and they get some intelligent people on a, you know, subcommittee, I mean, things like that could happen.
0: Yeah, I just and I just think we we are an area that loves our outdoors. Eleven months out of the year, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: You're right. we were in California,
0: so yeah. we should have more outdoor. You have your little tiny indoor place to hold all the alcohol, but ninety mm-hmm. percent of my patrons are gonna be outside. Yeah, I mean, and and
1: and the city. If staff, it works for
0: food trucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and the city staff's you know, you know defense. I mean, they they are. Know, they have a couple of things in mind. Public safety, sure. you know, and all these things. So I mean they'll we'll they, have to be
0: barricaded obviously. Sure.
1: I mean and they yeah. and, and but like I say, that that, that cooperation between those people right. I think are essential. Fun project. Deer
0: Ridge <laughs> golf club house. Uh <laughs> fun. Well, dude, I mean, we've seen the drawings, we've seen the progress. I mean, what's the hold up on this one? Um, not that you're not doing anything, but it just seems like a lot.
1: Yeah, we finished we got our first p- permit to do the outside stuff um we've got a we've got we've got a big hiccup right now with this this next piece which is putting the actual restaurant in i I don't we're going to planning commission on february 20th for permission to uh you know get the restaurant put there which i thought we already had permission to do but we're
0: so you have to go back to the planning commission
1: i do yeah
0: And then you probably can't talk a lot about it right now.
1: No, I can't. I mean, we're, we're, I think we're going to get through it. And all I could say is if we don't get through this working together, um, it'll be a very big disservice to that community up there. I mean, I I feel that that project could single-handedly increase property values by five to 10%. Um, I could see that. Yeah, totally. And um, I feel like the community needs to understand the financial benefits of that for them um individually as well as just that community benefit right Um, you know
0: what i don't understand about the and this is just more of just when you went there the first time maybe like six months ago you had these public comments oh you're going to be serving alcohol on a bar and 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 it's like have they never like seen a bar in a downtown or housing around downtown Uh, I don't understand the argument.
1: I think I think their concern is the neighborhood. So you don't have a, a project like that normally you're smack dab in the middle of a residential neighborhood. It's called neighborhood. country clubs. Yeah. Uh, um, and, I, and I understand their concern. I, I don't. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> you do podcasts, Mike. Yeah, so I do <laughs> the news. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. I understand their concerns. And I think... Um, you know i i i think there's ways to mitigate that because you know there there might be some things that we have to work with the community on because you know i i, I feel here's the way I feel there was drunk people all day long during school hours when you're up there golfing i mean people get hammered when they golf they're drunk on the golf course they're drunk when they go and leave
0: Lone Tree Golf Course and they
1: yeah and they it's in a residential and they leave during school hours i mean well, Lone
0: Tree Golf Course in a residential area
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not saying it's I'm just saying the concerns for the Deer Ridge residents that are the few that are there are legit and I think we need to work with them. And I'm willing to do that obviously. You know, I don't But you always had an here, open door. You know, here's the thing about guys like me is that um we don't want any problems after we finish a project. No. <laughs> like I don't want to have a phone call that something happened or things are going on. So I am totally aligned with reasonable suggestions to get things done but when they come out with things that are kind of way way out there then i kind of call bs on that you know and I'm, I'm not as you know i'm not afraid to do that close I mean,
0: your bar at 6 p.m
1: yeah you know what the, the guy got, the guy will go out of business right um you know i mean so there's there's reasonable things you know i mean i i i you know, I think that uh, there's legit concerns out there with that neighborhood. But, I mean, for overall, you know, I mean, that project um, has a few people that have concerns. And I think if they voice them in a constructive way, then I think I'm fine with making sure that we work together with them and get get it resolved. Yeah, I,
0: I think people have taken us like this crazy no, and that's it. And and I think you're a pretty reasonable guy that if they express their concerns, you're going to share what reality is in your perspective, you guys should be able to meet somewhere in the middle. And that's what I hope the planning commission does as well as the council. And I think city staff's trying to get, I, I actually think it'll be done. It'll all get done in the end, but I, I just, there's this weird, like, no, and nobody budges ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, believe it or not, Rod's been a pretty good, um, reasonable, um, uh, person on, on this project so far. I mean, um, Rod and I have had a, you know, I wouldn't say a bad relationship, but, a you know, adversarial one and and sometimes. And so, um, I, but he's just, he's reasonable on this particular project and it's a good project. You know, ultimately, I think ultimately every council member and planning commissioner has to have the best interest of the community in mind in the project. And I think for the most part they do, it's just, um, I think some of the things that get to me, I think there was one guy on there that day, I think you're talking about, that irritated me, is that I've been in Brentwood for all my life, right, since the 70s. And we're an agricultural community. We have orchards and and row crops everywhere. You drive in home from work or you drive around, that's just what you see. And this one guy came on there and said, and I'd love to talk to him, but he said, you know, he doesn't want to see these orchards and these things. You know, in this golf course, you know, that. and I'm just like, <laughs> dude, why'd you move to Brentwood then? Seriously. You know? what the, yeah. What the heck? You know, I remember that, but I mean, you know, our, my plan for the golf course is not to ever have that golf course. If I, if I end up buying the rest of the property up there, um, I, I don't want to have the golf course opportunity ever go away by having a clubhouse up there, by having a restaurant, by having all these amenities fixed up and working and operational by having the fairways not be obstructed, and having maybe planting, you know, kind of like the winty piece, right? You have all the vines and the,
0: along the olives on
1: the sides and you have this beautiful area. Maybe there's not a golf course right now, but in 10 years, maybe there might be an operator that comes along just like at shadow lakes and says, Hey, I want to put a, I want to put a golf course back here. I know that
0: course looks good. I
1: want to leave that course. If I ever do have the ambition to get the rest of it, like it is to have an operator come in there and go, okay, I got the clubhouse. I got the restaurant. I've got, you know, I got this, uh, you know, operation that i could just plug and play and then all i have to do is put the fairways back i got the greens are there but there's orchards around it you know the beautification project of it might be until that operator comes along let's put orchards around the green you know around the fairways right and um so there's a lot of ideas that my staff and i would come up with to try and you know have a trifecta win i call it i love trifecta wins and they're when the community wins when the um you know the city wins and when the uh, operator wins. Everybody wins. Everybody motto for
0: 2025. Right. And so yeah.
1: <laughs> I changed that. I
0: changed my motto. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean. So um, I want it after
0: the election. So 2025.
1: <laughs> so I think it would be a good, you know, I have I've vacillated over what to do up there for the last year, and I finally came up with, hey, this is going to be the ticket, right, to leave the opportunity for a golf course there, do the planting so the beautification piece can be um, redevelop that, clubhouse and the restaurant to be, you know, a a lone tree, right? I mean That's the goal. golfing cannot survive with one without the other. It can't survive without a restaurant. It can't survive without a clubhouse in golfing. So it's
0: So back to the restaurant though. Do you have an operator yet?
1: We do. Yes.
0: Can you share or is it still a Oh, he's,
1: he's awesome, man. This guy comes from Napa. He's got four restaurants. He's got um he's got this cool vibe. So he's got a a really comfort food but the high end so i mean i know i'm just going to let this out i mean he has like i never want to say this to everybody but he has like pizza right we, my family and i went to his restaurant undercover just to see what he's like we, we like to do that just because we want to bring good people into Brentwood, right and so and plus my girls love going out and eating and so we we went to that restaurant that he has up in napa and he's got pizza and that's ah, not going to work out there i don't want pizza you know but this pizza is not pizza it's fire oven pizza with, you know, like artisan pizza stuff. Right. And nice. he's got high end food. He's got that Napa vibe all the time. And everyone has restaurants. He's, he's probably the one of the top 10 operators in not just East County, but probably Northern California. This guy's a rock star and he's coming to Brentwood, you know, so he's, he's going to have a really good vibe there. Um, great food. Um, he hired a chef already. So it's, yeah, it'd be.
0: All right, Brent. Well, let hurry up and get this thing approved. I want some pizza.
1: Yeah, I got I to <laughs> make sure he doesn't walk away here. Hopefully.
0: Um, yeah. another thing in the in the fire right now is the Ag Innovation Center for Harvest Time. Yeah. Where are we at with that? Because that's just a badass project.
1: It is, you know. I mean, one of my passions is just uh, you know myself and nine other people volunteer on this board for the last you know I don't know how many years uh, for Harvest Time, and Harvest Time represents. A majority of the farming families in Brentwood and um we recently got awarded um the funds to put in an innovation center and what that means is that it really kind of galvanizes that ag is our main staple here in Brentwood right that's what our piece is ag tourism it's uh, keeping uh, preservation of orchards and row crops it's um Really educating kids and other people on, you know, where their food comes from, um, and that ag innovation center kind of culminates everything together in this great project that um, that we're going to put out on the Sellers Avenue property right there next to the historical society.
0: Well, it's kind of excuse a excuse me. And it's kind of a quadruple win because you got harvest time that's going to win for all the local farmers. You got East County residents. You got the historical society and the school district.
1: Yeah, yeah, the school district, and and, you know the fact is probably even more people that are obviously going to benefit. And um, you know, I don't think everybody understands that we we recently got awarded the the UPIC capital, uh, respectively, the UPIC capital of the United States, but probably of beyond that. But uh, in right here in Brentwood, and I know it sounds silly to a lot of people, but um being that you pick capital i think is just something that brentwood needs to really embrace right and um i feel like that's really the you know antioch's got the waterfront we were talking about that earlier you know brentwood really has this ag and this ag tourism piece that has really been preserved in these in between these two large metropolitan cities you know Barry and sacramento and it'll always be that way because of the good work that um you know, Balton, Harvest Time, and the city of Brentwood, and developers have done for us. Developers literally funded all these things to happen and preserve ag, believe it or not, and um, yeah, I'm just proud of it, you know, I mean, I'm proud of our board at Harvest Time, Um, very smart people on our board, doers, and um, they, uh, you know, we navigated through and came up with a good win for the city with that project so for so the people
0: that haven't seen the video it, it's a it's a barn it's a how big is the property it's
1: four eight four six acres six
0: acres i mean you've got farming you've got refrigerators for some of the other farmers to hold their crops you've got community, um,
1: community garden community garden four, kitchen 4-h four pens for the kids that can't four afford to have. i don't know if you know the 4-h kids which, which we love to foster the 4-h piece was Hey, I, I, I want to say one more thing. I want to just educate everybody on farmers and ranchers. Mm-hmm. Farmers and ranchers are two different people. Ranchers, yeah. they grow food with animals. Farmers grow food in the ground. But so the, the 4-H folks, they they need places to, to raise their animals. And a lot of times these kids go to try and go to whatever small farm or ranch that's out there and raise their animal now we're trying to give them a spot to do that in so we're trying to just really get the 4-h and the um ffa folks together and we're going to build pens for them for these kids to raise their animals and learn animal husbandry and the different positive things that they do for the youth um just have a center for them to do those things the community garden piece of anybody in the community wants to grow a garden they don't have the area to do it we're going to have plots of land for them to do for no charge um we're going to have classes from uc UC davis on pruning and gardening dig is also going to be on that property which they grow um they're a nonprofit that grows
0: one of the best events of the year it
1: is it's awesome you know and and
0: and are they going to have it this year
1: they're not because we couldn't get the project off the ground okay. there. But um, we're working with Robert, you know, Bob Selders closely to try and get that group in there as fast as we can. And they, they're they just a great operation that grows and propagates plants and things like that. And so, and then we're going to have our barn and our shop, and that, that's going to have a cold storage for people that want to, you know, for instance, if a restaurant wants to do local Locally sourced products. We're going to have an epicenter for people to come in and buy those products from our farmers, and so we'll be able to store them in one location. See, it, distribution is the biggest problem in Brentwood. I mean, we have a lot of farmers that grow different produce, but they grow one, yeah. and so we're trying to get them all to bring um, their produce into one location, and then then uh, restaurants could come source. It's their. just an
0: amazing concept, and you guys have a video on harvesttime.com I believe. Yeah, well, and it's, it's harvest it's, what, for about you. S- it's about okay. a four minute video.
1: I think it's longer than four that. Or minute, yeah, right. Four or six minutes. Yeah, four or six minutes. But right.
0: it's a great, it's just an awesome video. Yeah. They did have. a, Jessica did a great job on it.
1: Yep. Yep. She, <laughs> yeah, she's our rock star on uh We, <laughs> hey, every time any of us want to be on film, it's her. Yeah, she's the most photogenic. She's a good on Her it. and Joe Jagari. He's a guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're all they're such good looking kids. So. And,
0: and cherry pick season still crushes it.
1: Yeah. I mean, 300,000 <laughs> 300, people coming into town. Um, Strawberry
0: season is now selling out pumpkins obviously are doing good yeah
1: the fall harvest season we,
0: we you guys got them going you guys we, got them humming we,
1: yeah yeah i mean we got great operators like sam out there and um you know smith farms obviously has been our basic foundation they started that whole thing that ag tourism piece and we kind of all piggyback off of them and and uh, gns has a great operation going on out there as well i mean it's you know the fall fall harvest festival has been the heart fall harvest um project for us has been like a three four year project where we wanted kids just to not go to uh you know clayton pumpkin farm or to deloso farms we want them to stay right here and learn about agriculture and pumpkins and, and they, all stepped yeah. up. They, all stepped
0: they all stepped up they all
1: stepped all stepped up man i mean we have great we have the best farmers i i'm not just saying this because i see all kinds of farming communities around here myself and we have the best most innovative farmers there are uh, right here in Brentwood.
0: I Not mean, only that, it was weird in the last couple of years. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's like nobody's talking about corn anymore. What's going on with that?
1: I think they do. Um, There's always
0: Brentwood corn. Maybe that was because Bob Taylor would always talk about Brentwood corn everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Brentwood corn is, I mean, people <laughs> see it literally outside of the United States. It's crazy, but I mean, um, cherries are, are sold right from Brentwood all the way out in Japan, right? And, yeah. and other countries and so you know that i think having multiple um products like that that come from a small town like this is just phenomenal i mean to to see our products be sold in these other countries and these other states is just great
0: well i want to talk to the mulberry dude because i just want to know how he came up with that
1: you that guy i mean i i could not first of all i had a mulberry tree and i didn't know you could eat those things but when he i saw his operation out there he's killing it doing really good i never he's i never expanding
0: i never knew what a mulberry was until i went out there and tried one and i'm, I'm just like yeah pretty good phenomenal
1: yeah i mean he he's that, I mean, that's what it is you know it's these artisan and how healthy they are yeah they're i good had for no you know. clue all berries but don't
0: are. eat a lot of them because then your stomach's a little screwed up
1: <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> he's definitely hit it hit it the right time and so it's um yeah it's pretty cool to have that opportunity here in Brentwood
0: sure and then uh, let's move on to Pittsburgh uh, we're hitting in uh, almost an hour here phenomenal new building redevelopment downtown in the Lux salon I think you have 14 suites yeah filled they're all up up, filled right
1: filled up in one month yeah so we we have a project there um, and we're starting to work with the city of Pittsburgh um, Jordan's a great economic, he was the head of economic development. I think he's head of community development now, but he's a great guy, great asset to have on their team and city staff. And he um, he literally um, invited us into the city to, to work with him. And um, when Ron and I met with them, we were just all green lights. You know, these guys are going to help us get through projects. And we got through that project in less than a year. Um, we, we got it built out and everything in less than yeah. a year. Purchased a property, which was a 12,000 square foot, you know, you know, it was large it was a large project, and um, you know, we're putting a new restaurant down there too next, and we're looking at you know acquiring some more projects down there too. So it's been a pleasure working with those guys, and they truly, like, I I could call up anybody in Pittsburgh, and they answer the phone. And they go, "What could we do for you?" Well, they've embraced it. They and they are truly like open for business, you know, type of thing. Um, and what, what could we do to help you? Um, and take roadblocks out of your way, and so I can't. I mean, and I opened my first business up back in 1990, 1990 in Pittsburgh. That's where I bought my first building, believe it or not, right on the freeway. And um, they were the same way back then. I mean, more so now that I'm into development, the redevelopment piece more. Um, they've they've really been a, a huge partner of ours in trying to get things accomplished. So, And yeah. then really, downtown Pittsburgh, great. I don't know if you, everybody's been down That's there. That's great. They, they should visit that place. I cannot believe how nice it is. It's just... A phenomenal place to just They hang just need out. a few
0: more destinations down there and mm-hmm. they'll be rocking. And uh, hopefully we could
1: help them with that. You know, I mean, once we get traction going and, you know, it's bringing people to the party, you know. Now, I will
0: wish, I wish the California Theater, though, I'm looking at some of their events and this is just a suggestion. Stop having your events at nine o'clock. Get them a little earlier. Get people down there so they eat, do their thing, visit, patronize other businesses. Um, but w- what I liked about the Lux Salon area was that, You know these. I don't want to call it an incubator, but it almost is an incubator because these are small office spaces where it's like they get their start, they get their feet wet, and then they could expand. Yeah, and then bring someone else in to fill the spot, and then they move. I mean, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, the head of our salon suites, because we have about 150 of them, I think, is Jamie, and um, he's
0: a super nice dude.
1: Oh, who's that? Jamie's a female.
0: I mean, not Jamie. The other guy, the the guy that was running around that night at the opening.
1: Oh, uh. Patrick, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I call I call Patrick and Ron SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like a team together. They're good. They're good folks. Um, but yeah, Jamie Jamie heads up kind of our salon suite piece, and then uh, she filled that place up in less than a month. And yeah. what we found out was that there was no other opportunity for those folks and you know, those young entrepreneurs. And so yeah, it's it's great. I mean to see that happen that quick.
0: But You got a, a photo studio in there that the lady's renting out to other photographers. I mean, it's just a smart yeah. shop, yeah,
1: and such a young entrepreneur, too. That gal, remember her? She yeah. was, she was what, probably 20 25, yeah, and just hitting it hard and really, you know, not looking back, just going forward. I love that,
0: yeah, love she, that. she'll be fine. And I think a lot of these people, now that they have the opportunity to actually have a space. You know, now it's sink or swim, and I think they're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, and we give a lot of coaching to folks, too. We op- we offer that within our group if they need help with their business or learning the finances of P&Ls. We, believe it or not, we help our we help our tenants beyond just getting them a space. We, Dude, I
0: got your next business. <laughs> P&L reporting and financial and how to be in government, that could be your next business. <laughs> the Macaulay way of doing business for cities. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm going to I'm going I'm going to do I'm going to be a professional podcaster.
0: You should. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I'm back I'm actually back in in this and I got to thank you because I was actually going to do this in Martinez and you you basically actually it was you and Aaron Meadows and you, you both said the same damn thing. What's that? Why the hell do you want to sit on highway 4 half your time?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, keep our jobs over here. But I was
0: my thought process was, you know, obviously the, the county uh, staff is all down there. Mm-hmm. So it'd have more, like, county-wide stuff. But this is a better fit. It saves me a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have you
0: close. And I'm in the downtown association now. I'm right in the border. Yeah. Yep. So life is good. Uh, let's go a little positive because I I know this will sound negative, But social media has become very divisive. You can't post anything, and I'm talking to anyone in general, without two sides just like going at war. We have a lot of information correcting that has to be done. But how do we start bringing people together this next year? Because it's going to be an election year nationally, locally, statewide. How do we get people seeing the light again?
1: Yeah, social media is a interesting animal. I call it an animal because it, you never know what it's going to do to you. And I think um, right now um, you have maybe not even ten percent, but maybe five percent of the people on social media really causing a hundred ninety percent of the problems. I guess right. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I think people are smart now. They look beyond that. They look beyond the people that um, you know are are going to be nothing but negative. Um, I think you've done a lot for just making sure that people understand two sides of what's going on.
0: And oh, I can't win. And, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, Mike, I feel sorry for you because you have a tough job. You know, I mean, um, I understand your passion for certain things and all that. And, and I think um, when you have people better behind keyboards, um, it's it's tough to really reason with some folks, you know. And um, even I've had some problems, you know, because I have, I have a – you know, I have an authority issue myself personally. And I, I don't like when people say false things or do or go out against a business that doesn't make any sense, or they don't even know what they're talking about. And, you know, I'm I am I hate bullies, you know what I mean, Mike, I hate bullies, I've hated them in high school. And I hate them now. And, and some of these people are just bullies, right? They're behind the keyboard, they're just bullies. And,
0: I mean, one of the bullies actually was against the expansion of the that nonprofit for battered women and children. I just couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, but I it was mean, so
0: stupid. I, I
1: think it's like people have to just, just to have uh, constructive criticism. I think is the best word for it. You know, I mean, if you're going to give a point, give a point. And you know, there was one guy that, for instance, even at council meeting, we we had we're doing this two million two and a half million dollar project that would cost the city 10 million to do. We're doing it for harvest time for 2 million because Brian, you know, from serendipity and I are really kind of champion this whole project. And so we're doing it for literally a, you know, a fraction of the cost. And one guy came up and said, I forget who it was, but he said, uh, well, it seems a little expensive, you know, <laughs> but they, you know, and we're looking at him going, dude, why are you even saying anything? Are you what are you about? talking about? You don't even know anything just sit down and be quiet. And if you don't know anything about something just don't say anything, I think that's the, that's the one thing I can say is if they don't understand the whole, you know, the whole story, then don't say anything, you know? And yeah, social media is tough, but, um,
0: so I mean, but how do you, have you just, have you decided to ignore it or you just sometimes can't help yourself?
1: I had to get like my daughters looking at things because, um, if they didn't, they, they refer to me and they ask me about things, but, um, they have to manage that because there's a lot of stupid people out there and, so
0: maybe stupid is not the right ignorant.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever. Isn't it the same thing? Let me say stupid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. You get your project passed. You'd be nice.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, ultimately I, I only want what's good for the communities. If the community doesn't want it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know? Um. But, and when
0: I get negative for, and just so people know, it's like I do it because I, I want us to raise the bar. Stop lowering it why are we lowering the fricking bar? And I almost said the F word, but why are we lowering the damn bar? And that's accepted.
1: Yeah. I mean, um,
0: we've been beaten down to acceptance.
1: Yeah. I I was, I was pleasantly surprised though, by um, Ron's announcement and it was (laughs) 85 positives and not, not one negative. That was the
0: most positive post I've made. I, I,
1: I mean, that was overwhelmingly positive and I'm just like, good for him. So Ron
0: Bernal did announce running for Antioch mayor. I think it'd be good.
1: I, I think it'd so. be great. Yeah.
0: He's very much, I think, he, you know what it is? I don't think, I mean, cause we could get into the, if Barbanica gets, you know, onto the primary or Monica goes into the primary, then you got to fill in this. So you could get into that four, one vote, three, two, whatever. Right. But I think Ron could actually bring people together to where at least there's just dialogue. Mm-hmm. To where at least now we understand, like, why things are being done, not just ram through. You know
1: what I like about Ron, too? And he's been a good friend of mine for years. I mean, we're very close. And um, he said to me, he goes, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to – I don't want – it's. this is not a campaign against Lamar or anybody else. It's about me running on my own merits. And then that really resonated with me. Like, yeah, I mean, let's not you – know, Maybe if that was outside of politics, it would be better for somebody to make a decision, right? And so um, running on your own merits and not dragging everybody through the mud, and I don't know if that's going to happen with this one, but, I mean, Ron's a pretty reasonable guy. I mean, he's got a very long history of being uh, somebody who brings people together, uh, brings groups together. um, And so I think he's going to have a relatively – he's going to have some pretty good traction going forward because of who he is and what he's done. Um, but I just like the fact that he said, Hey, I don't want to, it's not against, you know, it's not against Lamar. It's against, you know, what's best for the city. Right.
0: And I, I think that would be an interesting perspective of when you remove the politics between Ron and Lamar, right. Mm-hmm. And you remove, and I know I'm going to get crucified for this one cause I'm going to contradict myself. But if you remove the DUI, the sexual harassment, all that crap, right. And you just talk about the future. Mm hmm. Ron's vision, Lamar's vision,
1: and that's where it's going to come down to. Like,
0: can plan. we just do that for the next year? And I know mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up some of Lamar's history because I just have to. It's I can't get around it. But if we could focus on Lamar versus Ron's history or future, what does that look like? What's the plan? Can we just pick one?
1: Yeah, and and I think that's what the voters need to understand. Is um, and I think Ron is the right person you know to try and give a choice to the people just because he he understands the the city he understands what's going on he understands how to fix it uh, he understands what you know uh, yeah so i mean i think he's uh, the, probably the best candidate i think um you know the it'll be an interesting 2024 to say the least you know i mean um we'll have to see how the whole thing shakes down but
0: where do you stand on the whole you know multiple people jumping into the mayor's race do you buy into that like Six, seven candidates automatically mean Lamar wins? Or do you think it needs to be heads up? Like, where do you fall on that? I mean,
1: I don't, I would like to see two candidates, right? Um, and the two best ones and have people make decisions accordingly. Um, and I think the candidates that want to run understand that, you know, and they're going to do what's best for their city. Um, if they feel that they're the best candidate uh, beyond uh, – those two and um you know so we'll be able to see what happens but it would be much better to run two big candidates if you ask me they have they have different visions i think and what the city wants is what what, you know, what we'll find as a result
0: all right final question and I'm, i want this to apply to antioch brentwood oakley and i want one for each of them and pittsburgh minus your projects what is one thing you want to s- be seen like redeveloped or upgraded
1: so oakley's done a great job out there um and you're hitting me with some questions that i thought you were going to prep me for Mike. but you didn't prep me for nothing that's
0: (laughs) not how this works buddy
1: (laughs) um yeah so i mean i love the project out there that you know that happened in oakley um
0: the 55 acre park
1: yeah i mean if we there's another project that's on the ballot for antioch that's right there by the old uh you know, by the vineyard project right there, by the old driving range on off of uh, 18th. Oh, 18th, yeah. Yeah, there's one on the schedule f- for approval with the city of Antioch, which is an unbelievable project to hopefully get through and get done. Um, I want to see us not only have, because um, we have a we have a built-in workforce out here in Far East County, and my whole thing has been. Redevelop properties so we bring jobs back into this area, so that we take people off to roads. And where the rubber hits the road, and no pun intended, that's uh, that, that's where redevelopment starts. And bringing businesses from everybody thinks that Google will come from the Silicon Valley all the way in Antioch. That's, just, that's not the way it works. You know, a business comes from Concord or Walnut Creek into this area, and so that's how they hopscotch over. And the more opportunities we have for those businesses to build an environment where their workforce is, I think that's the trend in 2024 going forward. Um, I think COVID kind of, kind of reinforced that people don't want to spend all their time on the roads or, you know, at an office. And so I think the, the, caveat to that is you know how do we make that happen and still have that environment where you're getting work done and i think is bringing bringing those jobs to the areas where people work and god knows that we have a humongous workforce here in far east county because that's what we are we're, we're a community where we live but we don't work and i would love to see a collaboration between all three cities in developing these these either business parks or places to work such as a you know um, you know, like like other cities have done, you know yeah,
0: and, and you could take all of Wilbur too and just redevelop that whole strip.
1: there's tons of and like, you're on the water mm-hmm. and, even, and and if each city and has, the RVs will be moved and, and each city just has to... <laughs> I, <laughs> and each city has to just identify those locations. that's really where the first step is where to identify the locations where those places could be built and and, and a developer could come in and develop that for us and then bring jobs back into this area. Well, it's kind of like
0: Brentwood's already done that with PA one though.
1: Yeah, exactly. They took the first step. Mm-hmm. They put the first step. And I mean, and, and, then and then
0: they got the ag center. So they kind of hit both Oak, sides
1: and look at Oakley's done the same thing. And Antioch gets on with this new project um, that, that is being spearheaded by some folks. And then of course, the, all that land right there kind of in that corridor where the interchange is. That's, I feel that's like the opportunity is to bring business into that corridor where all the where all the freeways you know, behind
0: Slaton Ranch.
1: Well, you know where the corridor or is. Or the one sixty side. Yeah, Bart. exactly. The one sixty and the Bart and all that area right there, right where Oakley kind of started developing all the way through into that BART area, I think, is a big opportunity for I
0: just wish they would have that road open to get into BART from the back end I know it's the stupid railroad tracks it's Mm -hmm. like a 10 million dollar project for the the railroads it's like come on difficult it's not even being used yeah
1: yeah (laughs) but you know I mean I think that's 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 what I'd love to see in the future and I know you know somebody like Diane I think could probably spearhead something some kind of collaboration between these cities to be constructive not necessarily with politicians but maybe city staff right I mean getting city staff together to say hey you know, identify some areas like this and we can you can kinda
0: So get, another motto for twenty four, twenty-five is how to get to yes. There's a book on that, how to get to yes.
1: <laughs> I'm the master of getting to yes. But
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you got a cartel behind you apparently. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Who made that comment?
1: I I think it was Lamar, yeah.
0: <laughs> well it was. <laughs> See? So he's cool, man. He's um great, yeah. you know, the thing about him. He was never a bad guy before this last election. He was never.
1: I don't think Lamar's a bad guy. I mean, um, I'm just going to take a page out of Ron's book. He doesn't want to run, you know, on the negative, yeah, uh, pieces with Lamar. He's, you know, I mean, he's got his own agenda, and you know, Ron's got an agenda, sure. and we'll see what happens, right? I mean, I'm, yeah.
0: Till um, he started blaming me for everything, he wasn't a bad guy. You're easy to blame stuff. <laughs> Everyone blames uh, me. Everyone blame I just you. point out what's actually happening. I'm not the one doing it. So, um, all right. Final thoughts. Uh, g- give us your rundown.
1: Well, I mean, um, I'm just, I'm just uh, excited for 2024. I know that we're going to have some big elections coming up. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have some good projects come to fruition, which I'm excited about. I know my team's excited about. Um, and I would love to see some some really cool stuff on the horizon, which you know, I'll introduce in the next uh, few months here that we're doing. So,
0: and, and for those that have a business idea that want to start a business, have a business, want to move into one of your spaces, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, they can call our office. Um, yeah, I mean, we're online or I think we're on Facebook and stuff. Macaulay right? investments.com com
0: find, or something like that. find us. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited about helping the community mostly. I mean, we're, we love helping small businesses. I mean, we do it all for no charge. We just, we, we help with uh, M&A, we help with acquisitions for folks. We um, do it all out of, out of just, uh, you know, kind of pro bono uh, helping young entrepreneurs and, and people launch. Yeah.
0: Well, Sean, it's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad we got to do Thanks this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This You're the first good. one to kick off the new year. I was, I was kind of <laughs> letting that first week just go because everyone's still distracted and, Now I'm going to make this a weekly show, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're back. I mean, especially now. Yeah, we need to hear from people out there, and I think you have a good platform to do that.
0: All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, For everyone else, do me a favor, hit like, subscribe, and share, and I will see you next time. Take care.